Fantasy Football Today from CBS Sports. Here we go. Email us at fantasyfootball at cbsi.com. Here we go. It's time to dominate your fantasy league. Let's go. Now, here's some combination of Adam, Dave, Jamie, and Heath. Fantasy Week 13. You know, Heath, it's the number 13, right? It's like so lucky. It's weird. It's crazy. It's scary. It murders people. That was, a, that was a weird freaking week of fantasy football. You know, when I was a kid, I chose number 13 to wear in baseball because I decided I was going to make the unlucky number my lucky number. And uh, this week it <laughs> me. Oh, what? <laughs> really? Immediately, folks. <laughs> and you're not a Major League Baseball player, so I guess it didn't, it didn't work for you. <laughs> I've been told that we're getting... I've been told that we're getting a new persona today from Heath Cummings. What what uh, Heath Cummings persona are we getting today? I generally put on a good face. Even if I lose an argument or I'm proven wrong on somebody, I try to stay positive. I, I have no way to stay positive after what we just witnessed. This is distraught, Heath. I understand that it's distraught, Heath, but it's one of those weeks where it's like, yeah, you had a really bad week in most of your leagues, but so did your opponent. Are you sure you're doing really poorly? Yeah, my, my opponent did not. I went up against Russell Wilson in one league, went up against Russell Wilson, four pass, touchdowns on like 17 pass attempts. Um, and I went up against Mahomes in another league. Things did not go well. Let me tell you, I, I'm in 10 leagues, and three of them are either two quarterback leagues or super flex leagues. Let me tell you the quarterbacks I went up against in those three, two quarterback essentially leagues. Uh, Jared Goff and Aaron Rodgers in one. Jared Goff and Russell Wilson. Oh, no, Jared Goff and Matthew Stafford, excuse me, in another. And let's see, this crap fest. Uh, Cody Kessler and Tom Brady in a third. So <laughs> so I am not distraught Adam today. I, I did not have that same experience. Yeah. I, uh, I, w- I had three two-quarterback leagues as well. One of them I went up against Russell Wilson and Carson Wentz. So Wilson's basically scored enough for two t- quarterbacks already. Mm-hmm. And then I think you probably got the one li- one seed in our two quarterback league. Yeah. Uh, well, we have another regular season week, you know, because oh, no, I oh, went no, we up don't. against Patrick teams. Mahomes in that one. Yeah, Mahomes and Cam Newton. Yeah, you sure did. And that was the thing. Like Cam Newton did not have that bad of a uh, did not that have that good of a game. He had one of his worst games. Let's see where he finished. In this really weird week, and welcome everybody to fantasy football today. It's just me and Heath today. Jamie is sick. I somehow got Jamie sick. Uh, Cam Newton's like the number nine quarterback right now. Just a really crap day, and it was all started by that Cowboys-Saints game. So let's get to it here. Start with the big news. First, a little bit of good news, everybody. According to Adam Schefter, Melvin Gordon could be back next week, or if not next week, the week after. Um, That would be the Chiefs. Next week is the Bengals, and then the Chiefs, which I think is a Thursday game in two weeks. That's Melvin Gordon, hopefully on the way back. Uh, Obviously, we're recording the show during the Chargers-Steelers game. A.J. Green left with a foot injury. He could be out for the year. Don't expect to see him back. Greg Olson, out for the year. Foot injury. So, yeah, there's those two big bombshells, Heath. Greg Olson and A.J. Green, looks like we won't be using them anymore. No, and that's good news for Devin Funches because he was actually relevant in his first game back, as he pretty much always has been whenever Greg Olson is out. Yeah, but aren't you more likely to turn to Curtis Samuels? Funches had what, one catch for a touchdown. 
He was the tight end. He was the tight end. He had one catch for 10 yards and a touchdown on three targets. Samuels, or Curtis Samuel, singular, just one guy. Six catches, 88 yards, and on 11 targets. Uh, and Samuel is <clears throat> 13% owned. Is that someone you're interested in? I've got a little bit of interest in him. Okay. I The weird thing, and it's hard, if I had a bad receiving core, I would. You know that I had a lot of teams that were zero running back, and I had three wide receivers in the first three or four picks. And so those teams, I'm not looking for guys like Curtis Samuel. I do think it was nice that Tyler Boyd had a very good game again. Six catches, 97 yards on eight targets from Jeff Driscoll, no A.J. Green, and he did well. Um, Julio Jones may have been playing through a hand injury. Julio had a terrible game. Did you have a lot of Julio Jones? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I did, Adam. (laughs) Two catches for 18 yards on eight targets. He had six straight games with 100 yards and a touchdown, or 100 yards, and he had a touchdown in three of his last four games. Uh, So, yeah, good stuff. Um, Denver cornerback Chris Harris broke his leg, and defensive end Derek Wolf left with a rib injury. That could really weaken their defense. Their next two opponents, their next three opponents, though, are San Francisco, Cleveland, and Oakland. Chris Carson left with a finger injury pretty late in the game. Uh, that's going to be pretty interesting. Penny would be potentially a really exciting ad, even with Minnesota coming up, and then at San Francisco, Kansas City, next three games. I see Gus Edwards on our injury report. I don't know if there's an injury. Do you know anything about Gus Edwards? I don't think he was re-injured in this game. Okay. Yeah, I think he's fine. Uh, something to keep an eye on. But Matt Breida, that was weird. He was limited, I guess, with an ankle injury. And remember, these games just ended, so I don't know the post-game quotes or anything like that. But Matt Breida had five carries, Heath, and Jeff Wilson had 15 catch- fifteen carries for 61 yards, eight catches for 73 yards at the Seahawks. Do you know what college Jeff Wilson played for? The Missouri Tigers? No, much, much, much smaller. <laughs> The North Texas Mean Green. Oh, okay. I like the Mean Green. Well, thank you. Uh, what is your take on the uh, <laughs> on that situation? It's I mean, if Matt Breida ever actually missed a game, which he doesn't, I would be very excited about adding Jeff Wilson. Okay, Coach Kyle uh, Shanahan said Matt Breida aggravated his ankle injury during pregame warmups. I would assume that he's not going to practice Tuesday, Wednesday, or Thursday, and Friday he's going to make a surprise reappearance and get a limited practice in and then be able to play next week. Next week is the Broncos. Not a good matchup there. And Green Bay fired Mike McCarthy. Finally. Yeah. So Joe Philbin. Get excited, Green Bay. You've got Joe Philbin. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Not the most exciting guy, but he'll be the head coach for the last four games. They are against Atlanta at Chicago at the Jets and home against Detroit. What are you happy about, Heath? What was good in week 13? Uh, I think the target share for Cortland Sutton and Jarvis Landry was very good. Well, then let's go right and into a, a our winners. a couple different situations. Landry, we ex- expected to just be a complete stud this year, and he'd really fallen off lately. And it's good to see that like the new game plan under the new offensive coordinator is not exclude Jarvis Landry. Sutton, we expected to take off when Demarius Thomas left. He really didn't. But he out-targeted Emmanuel Sanders in this game. And he outperformed him on those targets. Let's go to Cleveland first. Landry had 103 yards on nine targets. Callaway had 84 yards. He had a weird game. So so he had like a 75-yard, was it a touchdown called back? 
Something yes. crazy called back, right? Not not called back. He fumbled at the no, one. I think right before that, didn't he have a long play called back? He may have, but he also fumbled at the one. And then right, and then he had a long catch, and he fumbled at the one at the two yard line. So Callaway got six targets. Rashard Higgins caught a touchdown, four for sixty two and a touchdown. Baker Mayfield three for th- threw for three hundred ninety seven yards, and uh, it was terrible. Yeah, exactly. And he had his worst game since week six. So. Go. I, I mean, what does that mean to you for them uh, going to Carolina next week? Or they have Carolina at home next week? The thing is, this was a completely different game script than we've seen from the Browns over the last month. 43 pass attempts for Baker Mayfield, 9 rush attempts for Nick Chubb. I think that was probably a mistake. But also, it was just completely out of the norm. Carolina's playing terribly right now. And awful on the road. So I don't necessarily know if I trust Landry next week. If he's getting nine out of 43 targets, what happens when Baker goes back to 30? Yeah. And they only have the ball for 22 minutes and 25 seconds. You know they're going to want to run the ball more when they can. As far as Denver goes, I bet Cortland Sutton would have been an easy drop if he had had another bad game. But four catches, 85 yards, and a touchdown on seven targets. So that was nice. So those are Heat's two winners, Cortland Sutton and Jarvis Landry. I'll give a winner. Uh, I guess I'll go with Dalvin Cook. I mean, he's not a huge winner. But he's clearly making himself close to a must-start in PPR. And he had nine carries for 84 yards. He had eight catches for 22 yards. Very strange numbers for Dalvin Cook at New England. But I think the takeaway for me is just he's giving them a reason to get away from Latavius Murray, who had four carries for 11 yards. So that is my hope, uh, that Dalvin Cook kind of claims a job and maybe gets... 13 carries to Latavius Murray's six or seven. I'm not expecting him to get 17 carries, but you add that to the passing game stuff. At Seattle and Miami in his next two games, Seattle does not have a good road defense. Miami does not either. So I think he could... I, I, I'm hoping that Dalvin Cook can, can finish strong for his fantasy owners. I, I'm more optimistic about Dalvin Cook than I was because he actually looked good. Yeah. He didn't get the workload that he should have, but he actually looked good when he didn't touch the ball. I don't know that I'm going to feel great about him at Seattle, but the final two games of the season against the Dolphins and at Detroit, well, Detroit has a good run defense. They now, have a great run defense, <laughs> but not they're not great against pass catching running backs. Okay, their linebackers still aren't very good. Their line's just really good. And Snacks Harrison did get pancaked today. He did, yeah. Let, let's go to the oh, he got he got the best breakfast today, huh? He got pancakes. The worst breakfast. <laughs> let's go to the losers. So you and I have an overlapping loser. I just put New England. And I said last night on the radio show, Dave and I had the goofiest radio show last night. Uh, it was crazy. I hope you all caught it. Uh, I, I said this was the game, Patriots-Vikings, that I was that I thought had the most fantasy impact. You know, maybe would answer some fantasy questions or just leave us with, with more questions. That's probably what happened here. Brady threw for 311 yards on 32 pass attempts, but he only threw one touchdown. He played pretty well against the Vikings, but only scored 16 points in six-point-per-passing touchdown leagues, but it's the rest of it that's really interesting. You have Sonny Michel as a loser. If he scores, everyone's happy, and he had some opportunities near the goal line, and James Devlin had two rushing touchdowns, Heath, two uh, short-yardage rushing touchdowns. James White had seven catches for 92 yards to lead the way. Julian Edelman had a terrible game, three catches for 25 yards, but he had eight targets. Josh Gordon had three targets. He caught all of them for 58 yards and a touchdown. I don't know what to take away from this game other than... They have a ton of mouths to feed, 
and some some players on the Patriots are going to disappoint you every week. They ran the ball 37 times in this game. So Sony Michelle's 17 rush attempts may feel pretty good. It's not going to feel very good in a game when they run it 30 times. That's true. Devlin had four. Beck Burkhead had seven for 20. White had six for 26. That's the problem. Like, if just forget everything else and just look at Michelle, White, and Burkhead. If Burkhead and White are com- combining for 45% of the carries, that's a bad thing for Sony Michelle. The good thing is that he got the goal line work, <laughs> except James Devlin stuck in there. But James Devlin did what I expected Cordero Patterson to do today. I guess that's what I'm saying. The good thing is it wasn't Cordell or Patterson and it wasn't Rex Burkhead. It was Devlin, which is annoying but kind of fluky. So, I, I mean, is is Michelle off the top of your head the player whose value changes the most in formats, specific leagues? You know, like from non-PPR to PPR? No. Theoretic would be. Okay, yeah. I guess I was going the other way, like better in non-PPR. Going the opposite direction, he's close. Yeah. He did have two catches last week, and he had one this week, so it's not like he gets zero. Yeah. But I, I just think he has the talent, especially on this team, to be a top 15 running back every week. Maybe top 12. I Yeah, I mean, I, I still think he's going to be pretty good, but but he probably needs to score because he's not going to get you catches. And right. their their remaining schedule at Miami, at Pittsburgh, Buffalo, and the Jets. Uh, yeah, there's obviously going to be some opportunities, especially at Miami and home against Buffalo. Forget about Week 17 against the Jets for Michelle to kill some clock, run the ball, and hopefully score. Uh, your other loser is Larry Fitzgerald, and yeah, just well, I'll tell you what the problem was, man. They barely had to throw the ball. Because they went into Lambeau's, Lambeau Field, they won. And Josh Rosen only had 26 pass attempts, and only six of them went to Fitzgerald, who had three catches for 48 yards. He just he has to be a high-volume guy. The touchdowns were great the two weeks before this, but they, you, we knew we couldn't actually rely on that. Yeah. And Christian Kirk had eight targets to his six. <clears throat> That's bad news for Fitzgerald. That is bad news, and you know, I, I thought I was a little more optimistic. I didn't start Fitzgerald in the league. I owned him in. I sat him, but um, actually, I owned him in two leagues. I started him in one. I was optimistic because I really did think Heath that Josh Rosen was going to have to throw. I certainly did not see Arizona coming in and having a lead for, well, at least being competitive and then finishing with a lead and beating Green Bay. I did not either, especially once the weather turned bad. So you got Detroit at home next week. You got at Atlanta. You got the Rams, and at Seattle. That's, that is a great schedule. Yeah. So is Fitzgerald someone you're going to consider starting going forward? I think in a in a league where you start three wide receivers, you're going to have to consider it. Yeah. But he's going to be of a low-end variety. That's true. And I mean, that's the league I own. The, the three-receiver league I own him in, I started Fitzgerald. The, the two-receiver in a flex league, I did not. Right. Yeah. Okay. Uh, also in that game... David Johnson did not score touchdowns. Uh, more on that in a moment. Heath, it's holiday time, and I've got a little gift for you because I know you have to get a lot of people gifts. Yes. And if you're out there, you got to get a gift for your dad or anyone who's old enough to shave, I guess. Harry's razors. When did you start shaving, Heath? Believe it or not, 
As furry as I am, I didn't start using a blade until college. Probably 14. <laughs> well, Harry's Razors is a great gift, and I can tell you that from experience because I have gotten three or four people uh, a Harry's Razors gift set, and they've really liked it. So get your holiday shopping done early. We got free shipping on our Harry's Razors package, which I'm going to tell you about. Uh, uh, that ends on December 12th. So you got some time. Act now. Go to harrys.com slash FFT and get $5 off a shave set while supplies last. harrys.com slash FFT. This is what you're getting. It's a special offer for fans of our show. We're giving you $5 off the shave set, any shave set. The limited edition holiday sets, uh, you get free shipping on that. It's for new and returning customers, and it's only available for the holidays. Get an ergonomic weighted handle with an option to engrave. That's really cool. Get German-engineered five-blade cartridges that provide a close, comfortable shave, foaming shave gel for a rich lather, a travel cover to protect your blades, and a handsome holiday gift box. Really cool presentation, and uh, you can get it for someone else. You can just get it for yourself. So go to harrys.com slash FFT. Get that $5 discount on a shave set. Shipping's free until December 12th. harrys.com slash FFT. All right, stat of the day, Heath. I think you're going to like this one. In Lamar Jackson's three starts, 34-12, They are total ball hogs with Lamar Jackson. No opposing running back has had more than 12 carries or 51 rushing yards in those three games. They are now a matchup nightmare for running backs. I agree with you. That is a very good stat. I knew you'd like that stat, yeah. Uh, it makes sense. I mean, he runs the ball a lot, but he was not very good for fantasy owners. Uh, Lamar Jackson. We'll talk about He was that Tom later. Brady, right? Did he? He had, yeah, yeah, they both had 16 points. Brady Brady was a little bit better. 17 carries, 75 yards, and a touchdown for Lamar Jackson. Uh, that was against the Falcons on the road. He'll be at Kansas City next week. Uh, Tevin Coleman in this game had eight yards rushing. Ito Smith had 22. I got a new segment for Grumpy Heath. Uh, what is it? This forlorn Heath? Discouraged Heath, what are, who are you Dis- today? Distraught. Distraught Heath. The segment is called, Of Course He Did. And when you say it, I want everybody to say it out loud when I get to each comment. You got to throw your hands up in the air, kind of roll your eyes, and just go, Of Course He Did. Heath, Arizona running back Chase Edmonds scored two rushing touchdowns. Of course he of did. Of course he did. It was ridiculous. <laughs> Wasn't it? I think Chase Edmonds is pretty good. Expand. Like, I I just think he does not have a path right now to regular touches, so he doesn't actually matter for fantasy. But I think he's he's someone if you're in a dynasty league to keep on your radar. Well, yeah, but for the David Johnson owner now, last week it was 19 touches and 79 total yards, no touchdowns at the Chargers. This week, it's 21 touches, 72 total yards, no touchdowns at the Packers. I don't think the David Johnson owner gets to complain about that because there were multiple times earlier in the year where he was bad but scored a touchdown, and so he helped you. And the things are just evening out now. You don't he, buy... has not, he has not been good. But you don't buy that Chase Edmonds is all of a sudden the goal line back, do you? No. Yeah, just bad luck, I think. Uh, so Todd Gurley decided not to score with more than two minutes to play. He just ran around and didn't get in the end zone when he could have. Of course he did, Heath. 
Well, but, but then he scored the next like two plays later, so we don't really get to complain about that one. That was a bad one. Well, have been uh, in this segment. But he scored two plays later. Of course he did. <laughs> Heath, uh, Russell Wilson threw four touchdown passes on 17 pass attempts. Distraught Heath. Of course Russell Wilson did. Adam, I only wanted to cuss once on this podcast. No, don't, don't, don't. I know, but you're trying to make me by bringing this up. <laughs> a preemptive. All year long. I mean, this week I finally gave in and just ranked him like fifth, assuming that he was probably going to throw a stupid amount of touchdowns. And well, you're right. Of, of course he did. <laughs> he had a huge game. Russell Wilson scored 32 fantasy points and six point for passing touchdown leagues, 24 fantasy points and four point for passing touchdown leagues. And was really good. 11 of 17, 185 yards and four touchdowns. Uh, you know, Emmanuel Sanders, he's kind of a yo-yo. Up and down. He had four catches for 19 yards at Cincinnati. At Cincinnati! After seven catches for 86 yards and a touchdown against the Steelers last week. Of course Emmanuel Sanders had a bad game. Of course he did. Yeah, he does that. Um, Emmanuel Sanders was better before Demarius Thomas left. This is so classic Emmanuel Sanders. <laughs> like, there's no rhyme or reason with this guy. Uh, let me find out his start percentage because I'm, I'm curious. I bet a lot. I bet he was started almost universally. Oh, I, I started him a lot on FanDuel. Of course I did. Uh, 88%, <laughs> 88% started. Uh, Cam Newton struggled badly against Tampa Bay, Heath. Of course he did. Yeah. Except... Cam Newton was the top ten quarterback this week. Yeah, let me let me just double check on that. He's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Yeah, he's ninth with nineteen fantasy points, and probably even better than that. Uh, I don't know about that in four point per passing touchdown. Because he had three hundred yards, two touchdowns, but four picks, man, four interceptions, and some of them were like it was just they were terrible throws. We had he an has email. been so precise this year in this new offense. And then faced the easiest matchup there is and laid an egg. Yeah, we had a great email. Let me see if I can find it. Email of the day. Uh, it was from Bench Cam from Jim. Was I the only one watching the Panthers Bucks game wondering when the Panthers would bench Cam Newton for Ryan Fitzpatrick? <laughs> <laughs> Jameis was good. Jameis was very. Now, he should have thrown one interception, but still, he, he was very careful with the ball, he ran effectively. He had another good game, and uh, he currently is, surprisingly, he's only the number six quarterback, six quarterback in fantasy right now, tied with Marcus Mariota, but he had a really good game. Uh, a couple more here. A Carolina wide receiver caught a touchdown against Tampa Bay. Of course, of course he, did. he did. Tampa Bay's Two of them up. did, did, right? No, I don't think so. I think just... Just Funches? Just Funches. Yeah, it was McCaffrey and Funches. Okay. Um, touchdown against Tampa Bay. A wide receiver's done that every game this year. And Odell Beckham and Tariq Cohen threw as many touchdown passes as the starting quarterbacks in the Bears-Giants game. Of course they did. Of course they did. Yeah. That was a fun game, no question. That was that was the most dramatic game, I'd say. Maybe the Jets game, too. News and notes. Gus Edwards had his first negative rush attempts of, uh, attempt of the season on his 58th attempt. Rams running back, left with a shoulder injury. But it was Malcolm Brown, not Todd Gurley. It's important. I mean, we'll let you know on Tuesday if there's a different handcuff to get. T.Y. Hilton got hurt in the fourth quarter, but he returned. Saquon Barkley left in the fourth quarter, but he returned. Lamar Jackson was evaluated for a concussion, but he returned. Cleveland cornerback Denzel Ward left with a concussion. 
Houston offensive tackle Kendall Lamb left with a concussion. Indianapolis on their second string center. He got hurt. He left with a neck injury. Arizona left guard Mike Upati was carted off with a knee injury. That Arizona offensive line is so beat up. They will get Detroit next week. Not good. Carolina offensive guard Trey Turner left with an injury. He's a very important player. Uh, Baltimore guard Alex Lewis left with a shoulder injury. Green Bay lost two linemen in the second quarter to knee injuries. Right guard Byron Bell, right tackle Brian Bulaga. And Atlanta gained 131 total yards. 131 total yards for the Falcons, fewest since 1999. What did you make of the Falcons being dreadful against the Ravens? I think part of it was Julio's hand injury. I think part of it was Baltimore just needing it more. A lot of this game is emotional, and Baltimore's in the playoff race, and Atlanta's not. Well, let's get emotional now. Uh, let's try to put emotion aside, and let's get to the drop-o-meter. Um, I only got four names here. Let's start with Tevin Coleman. Tevin Coleman, drop-o-meter, 0-10. to 10. I'm trying to think about who the exciting waiver wire ads are this week. I'm not thinking of any that are going to make me drop Tevin Coleman, so I will say zero. If Chris Carson were out, would you drop Tevin Coleman for Rashad Penny? He gets the Packers next week? No. Uh, Deion Lewis. Drop a meter on Deion Lewis. Six? He's not the lead running back in Tennessee anymore. He's fallen back into that third yeah. down role. I don't think he's that droppable in PPR, but in non-PPR, he's he's probably an eight. Yeah, maybe he'll catch some passes last week, or next week, but he's got the Jaguars next week, so it's hard to imagine him having that good of a game because their defense is off the chain right now. Uh, Jordan Howard. Jordan Howard, drop a meter. I thought Jordan Howard actually looked better in this game. There were some times where he was a plotter, but he made some moves in the open field that he's we've not really seen him make over the last few weeks. I would only put him at a three or a four. Yeah, he was starting 40% of leagues. I made a bold prediction. I called it a bold prediction. I don't know how bold it was. On the show yesterday, on the, the radio show, I think I predicted like 70 yards and a touchdown for Howard. He had 76 yards on 16 carries. He had one catch for four yards, and he should have. He was so close to getting touchdowns. A um, couple times he got near the goal line. One time, Akeem Hicks, their defensive tackle, scored. So I, I knew it was such an enticing matchup, and he took advantage of it. But the Rams are also bad against the run, and the Packers are not good against the run, and those are his next two opponents. Uh, this one's easy. This guy is like 86% owned. Sterling Shepard, 0-10, drop meter. Eight? Yeah, drop him. All right, to the legitometer. We're going to be more positive, Heath. I'm not going to let you wallow all day. Okay? Yeah. All right, cool. Legitometer, Nick Mullins lit up the Seahawks for 26 fantasy points, 414 yards against Denver next week. One? <laughs> okay. Well, you know what? Here's the waiver wire guy. Here's the ad. Dante Pettis. Legitometer yes. on Dante Pettis, 6% owned. Uh, seven. Yeah, I, I would be a little bit concerned if both Goodwin and Garcon come back next week. If only one of those guys comes back, I'm not really going to be that worried about it. As long as Pettis stays mostly in the slot. He ran some routes today that made him look like a legitimate NFL wide receiver. I like him. Pettis has unfortunately only had six or seven targets in his last each of his last three games, which isn't bad, but it's not great. 
Uh, but his last two games are four catches, 77 yards, and a touchdown at Tampa Bay, and five catches, 129 yards, and two touchdowns against Seattle or at Seattle. And now I think that's six weeks in a row that Seattle's given up 91 or more yards to a receiver. Next week it's Denver, and that's Denver without Chris Harris. So that's a much better matchup. Legitometer on Chris Conley, who caught a late touchdown from Patrick Mahomes and finished with three catches, 25 yards, and a touchdown against the Raiders. He did get seven targets, which I think was encouraging. I was surprised Mahomes threw the ball 38 times in this game, but the defense didn't play very well. Um, I'll give him a four. On Chris Conley? Okay, so you, will you drop Chris Conley for Dante Pettis? I'd rather have Pettis, yes. Okay. Would you drop a, a ba- how many Bears wide receivers do you think you drop for Dante Pettis? I don't know how in the hell anybody is supposed to know what to do with the Bears wide receivers. <laughs> Allen Robinson's targets were actually pretty encouraging. Taylor Gabriel had a fumble and a drop touchdown today. Anthony Miller was almost invisible the entire game and then scores a touchdown. So which one is the most droppable? Well, I would say what. I'm sorry, Heath. Didn't Anthony Miller have the fumble, or did Taylor Gabriel have it? I thought Gabriel did. Let's check, shall we? The fumble was Gabriel. You're right. Sorry about that. Uh, Chase Daniel, by the way, fumbled four times. I, I, I think that I, I think that Gabriel's the most droppable because Trubisky, I, I would hope, is back next week. Gabriel seems but to be more of a even Chase for Daniel a guy. good portion of the year when Trubisky was healthy. Gabriel was better than Miller. Look, I'm not going to trust any of them except for Allen Robinson. <laughs> so if you're not going to trust the guy, you may as well drop him. Well, I okay. That, let's if you're not going to trust the guy and you don't think he could really destroy you in the fantasy playoffs, you may as well drop him. The question is who trusts Dante Pettis? Right. Yeah. Um, and then finally, Antonio Callaway. The Gino meter on him. Three. Okay. He he has a connection with Baker. And he's played better lately. But for a majority of this year, his drops have been terrible. Yeah, certainly hard to trust. And we don't expect Baker Mayfield to be a 400-yard passer, probably not even a 300-yard passer on most weeks. Oh, got big news, Heath. Big, big college football news. Do you see the bowl game announcements today? Um, I... People are mad at me over my tweets about the college football playoff bowl games, so I, I don't know. Oh, what did Sour Heath have to say about that? I said that UCF should be in the playoff. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if I agree, but I don't think I disagree. Where's UCF playing? Maybe I'll buy some tickets. Yeah, they're going to the. You're not going to go there. They're going to Arizona for the Fiesta Bowl. That's Arizona's pretty nice this time of year. Yeah, it's far though. I've been to the Fiesta Bowl. It was uh, it was uh, a forgettable night. But the Hurricanes are coming up to the Pinstripe Bowl, baby. I got lucky. They're coming to Yankee Stadium, 20 minutes from my house, and you know I'm going. And I already went on SeatGeek the second I saw the pairings. Miami-Wisconsin, an Orange Bowl rematch from last year. Uh, I went on SeatGeek, and I checked out the app, and I, I looked at tickets. Not going to buy tickets yet, but I'm like, hey, guys. I'm talking to my Miami friends. We're going to the game. I just looked at the tickets on SeatGeek. Let's make it happen. So if you want to go to a bowl game or a concert or comedy or theater, download that SeatGeek app. And, hey, guess what? We're going to save you 10 bucks on your first SeatGeek purchase with the promo code FFT. 
I use it all the time. I am going to use it to buy tickets to this game because I know I'm getting the best prices there. SeatGeek is searching multiple sites and bringing in a lot of tickets and giving me the best bang for my buck, and every purchase is fully guaranteed. So download the SeatGeek app. Use the code FFT. Get $10 off your first SeatGeek SeatGeek purchase. Again, the code is FFT. SeatGeek, life's an event, and we have the tickets. We take a look now at the leaderboard for Fantasy Week 13, otherwise known as Patrick Mahomes, though, 295 and 4, plus 52 rushing yards, 40 fantasy points, and 6 point per passing touchdown leagues. He's number one, Russell Wilson. And dude, Josh Allen is tied for second with Russell Wilson. He's ahead of Wilson in 4 point per passing touchdown leagues. And he has now, he, he ran for 135 yards in this game. What did he have last week? Like 91 rushing yards? Um, he is better than Lamar Allen or Lamar Jackson, excuse me. Uh, so Josh Allen last week he had 91 rushing yards. This week 135. How about that? He's got the Jets coming up. I think Josh Allen may have more QB one weeks than Tom Brady now. No. No. Brady was the number 16 quarterback coming into this week on a per game basis. Allen has three weeks now where he's There's... been a top five quarterback. Well, QB1 and top five are different. He definitely has more top five weeks than Brady. Yeah, he does. I don't think he has more QB1 because he's basically only had three good weeks. But, but are Brady's you only had like... No, no, no. Brady has, was consistently good until like the last four or five games. He was awful the first four weeks of the season. People doubted him, and then he came back and proved everybody wrong, and, he was and then he was terrible again. Josh Allen, what do you think? No, no, you no, know, no, I knew you were wrong. I knew you were wrong. He was not terrible the first four weeks. He scored 27, 29, and 24 fantasy points. Then 33, 23, So that sounds like one QB one week in the first four. I bet it was at least two. It was definitely not three. I hate you, Heath. What do you think about Josh Allen? <laughs> <laughs> I think he has proven that he can be fantasy viable without being good at throwing the ball. They should have won that game. He should have been maybe the number one quarterback, but he threw a duck to Charles Clay on the last play of the game. He makes amazing throws. He makes amazingly athletic plays, and he makes Nathan Peterman plays. So you're not interested, I, I assume. I'm... I'm, I started him in a 2QB league this week, and I'll, I'll do it again next week probably. I play in a 2QB four-point-per-passing touchdown league, and uh, I will be checking the waiver wire for him. Uh, in fact, ooh, I, would I drop Eli Manning for him? I don't know. I guess. My I will probably rank him higher than Eli Manning next week. Yeah, well, yeah. Manning has this Redskins, and, and it's a good matchup for Allen against the Jets, and then he's got the Lions after that. Uh, four and five on the top five at quarterback are not too exciting. They're Derek Carr and Nick Mullins. But then tied for sixth, Marcus Mariota and Jameis Winston finally showing their potential. But let me tell you something. Let me tell you something, Heath. Marcus Mariota played such a horrible game of football. He was dreadful in this game. And he ends up with a good game, luckily. Do you have confidence in Mariota going forward? I was just looking to see what their schedule is over the next couple of weeks because that's what... He plays Jacksonville next week, no chance. Right. And I don't know, maybe Jacksonville just tried for this game because they were so excited Blake Bortles wasn't their quarterback anymore. But 
I, I would expect even at home against Jacksonville, I'm not going to have much interest. At the Giants, probably like probably not. I don't think I'll start him in the fantasy playoffs. You got a yeah. little lucky if you started Mario today. Yeah, oh, you definitely did. He was only started in 14% of leagues. All right, how about the running back leaders in fantasy week 13? Todd Gurley, Philip Lindsay. My goodness, he's so good. 19 carries, 157 yards, and two touchdowns. How about Tariq Cohen? Tariq Cohen is actually your number one running back in PPR. Number three in non-PPR, but he had 12 catches. He had eight carries for 30 yards, 12 catches for 156 yards, and he threw a one-yard touchdown. Uh, Terry Cohen going forward. I still think he's probably going to be frustrating. I also think you're going to have to update this top five because I think it's already changed based on the game that's going on right now. James Conner already has two touchdowns. Oh, no. (laughs) Join me. Adam, be distraught with me. Oh, no, that's bad. James Conner has two one-yard touchdown runs. That's bad news. What about Eckler? Is he doing anything? Nothing at all. Uh He has zero yards. Oh, geez. (laughs) (laughs) It's okay. It's going to be okay. It makes me feel better. It's going to be okay. Um, I think Cohen's still going to be a little frustrated on a week-to-week basis, but he is in that number two range in PPR and flex and none. Uh, then it's McCaffrey, Ezekiel Elliott, Chase Edmonds, Saquon Barkley, Nick Chubb only had nine carries but still got in the end zone. James Devlin, Rashad Penny, <laughs> James White. Yeah, yeah, blah, blah, blah. Lamar Miller had a good game. 19 carries, 103 yards, one catch, 12 yards. Pretty consistent contributor right now, Lamar Miller. Heath Gunn, yeah, yeah, I was a little down on him for this game. Uh, but he, he broke free on a couple of other plays. Dave was right. Houston's offensive line is playing better right now. And I think you can trust him as a number two running back. Uh, we haven't talked about Spencer Ware yet. 14 carries, 47 yards, and a touchdown. One catch, five yards. What do you think of Spencer Ware? Um, he's obviously a, a significant downgrade for the Chiefs when he's going side to side. He's pretty good going forward. They ran him side to side too much in this game, and they didn't run him enough. Uh, Patrick Mahomes had nine carries in the game. Now, a couple of those were kneel downs, I think. But still, Damian Williams had five, Hill had two, and they threw it 38 times. I really thought against the Raiders we'd see a more run-heavy script. Yeah, I mean, it was encouraging he got most of the carries, but not involved in the passing game, which was always kind of inconsistent for Kareem Hunt. But Damian Williams might have that passing downs role. I think Uh, he does. Yeah. All right, wide receivers. Dante Pettis is number one, five catches, 129 yards, two touchdowns. How about... How about your wide receivers? Dante Pettis, Zay Jones, Jerron Brown. They both had 67 yards and a touchdown. Zay Jones and two touchdowns. Zay Jones and Jerron Brown. Are you interested in them? I built a lot of FanDuel lineups yesterday and today, and I was trying to play some John Brown, and I was really frustrated that they John and Jerron Brown were the same price, <laughs> and Jerron comes first alphabetically, so he was at the top of the list when I searched for Jay Brown. I wish I would have played Jerron Brown. <laughs> Grumpy Heath. I keep forgetting. What is it? Distraught Heath. Distraught Heath. Um, um, yeah, what do you think I, about I, Zay Jones? I don't Jones think much about him. How about Zay Jones? I I think, especially if you're in a keeper or dynasty league, you need to make sure he's on a roster. I don't really think I'm going to trust him in redraft. Odell Beckham actually didn't really do much as a receiver. Three catches, 35 yards, and a touchdown. But what a pass. What an arm on Odell Beckham. I, I thought people were making too much of that. 
Oh no, dude! He just his footwork was awful, he and he threw flung, an arm punch. He flung his wrist, and he got the like, receiver basically stopped and did the fair catch signal and waited for it to come down. I I hate you, Heath. Chris Godwin, five catches, a hundred yards, and a touchdown. He's your number five wide receiver in non PPR. He is number six, I believe, in PPR behind Devontae Adams. So, what, how about Chris Godwin and Adam Humphreys both having better games than Mike Evans? I mean, Humphreys had more targets than anyone in the game nine targets six for three different bucks godwin evans and Brait. i thought that godwin really benefited from jackson being out and the fact that Jameis is really being pushed right now to not take any risks so obviously mike evans is in tighter coverage most of the time throw it to chris godwin godwin made a great catch winston that touchdown winston threw a bullet to the back of the end zone and godwin went up and got it Chris Godwin is seventy five percent owned, and honestly, like he's he could be a waiver wire ad, but Adam Humphreys, Adam I, Humphreys is forty eight percent owned. I dropped Chris Godwin before the games today in a league <laughs> because I had Josh Adams, and I wanted to pick up Corey Clement. Yeah, Adams is going to play. Uh, yeah, <laughs> tight end, <laughs> tight ends, distraught Heath Kelsey. Jared Cook, seven catches, 100 yards, and a touchdown. Austin Hooper, five catches, 44 yards, and a touchdown for Hooper. How many targets for Hooper? Only five targets. Yeah, didn't have 10. Finally, finally. Good job, Austin Hooper. All right, how about Anthony Fersker? (laughs) Ferkser. Ferkser. (laughs) Yeah, Ferkser. He had three catches, 42 yards, and a touchdown (laughs) on three targets. This is a Titans tight end. We've been talking about Jonu Smith, but three weeks in a row, it's 44 yards, 52 yards, 42 yards for Ferkser. <laughs> and uh, I just feel like I deserve a uh, for saying his name. Yes, 100%. Yeah. Um, I don't have any interest in, in him. A- Damn, Anthony Ferkser. <laughs> I didn't even say, I didn't even curse. I didn't even curse. Um... Okay, so we don't have any interest in him. Any uh, Demetrius Harris had a good game. Jordan Thomas, uh, Levine Toilolo. Weird, weird day for tight ends. <laughs> weird day for tight ends. I will say Eric Ebron had a great day in PPR with the fumble still, but 10 catches, 81 yards in a game that Andrew Luck just did absolutely nothing. Did we win in the For the People League, by the way, starting Andrew Luck? Uh, we are. Uh, it was one of three leagues that I started Andrew Luck in a must-win game, <laughs> and that's the only one that I have a chance in. I James believe Conner. we are actually still favored. Oh, cool. Well, James Conner doing well there. All right, let's go to the game, Heath. How about we start with the Giants and the Bears? 30-27 the score. Talked about, I think, everybody except Trey Burton. No catches. One target. Adam Shaheen caught a touchdown. He had two targets, two catches, five yards, and a touchdown. And he uh, and he thought to dropping Trey Burton maybe for Anthony. <laughs> no, um, I I do have thoughts of dropping Trey Burton, but not for him. Um, I thought the most important thing of this game was just kind of the realization that the Giants are not quitting. Yay! Their defense, and you should not be saying yay as a Giants fan. Ah, they'll it's screw bad. up the draft. Pick. They're not going to make the playoffs, <laughs> and they're going to get up. a worse draft pick because of it. Yeah. But their defense is still playing really hard. And Ogletree made a couple of incredible plays today yeah. at linebacker for them. 
Um, they need Trubisky back like yesterday. Yeah, the Bears. Yeah, I hope he comes back because the could this could really derail their season. I mean, they were yes. lucky to beat the Lions last week. Uh, next week it's the Rams. They have no chance with Daniel. Then the Packers. Then at San Francisco at Minnesota. Um, Eli Manning, I, I don't know that there's going to be a time to start him <clears throat> nope. at, at Washington, Tennessee, at Indianapolis, and Dallas. And, uh, yeah, you can drop Sterling Shepard. Rams are at, were at Detroit, and the Rams got the win. They pulled away late. And Jared Goff was terrible. He scored 10 fantasy points in six point per passing touchdown leagues. He just wasn't sharp. Just a weird game uh, for that passing offense. Detroit's defense isn't bad. They got a lot of pressure on Goff. And they were, for most of the game, as odd as it sounds with Todd Gurley being the number one running back, they were pretty decent against the run. They were terrible on screens the few times they threw them. I thought the big thing from this game from the Rams' point of view was that you just saw the Josh Reynolds floor, and he got a couple of red zone targets. He could have had a better day. He had an end zone target, you know, like, yeah. He's going to have to catch it. Right. But he is involved in the red zone. And Goff threw 33 passes, and 33 passes is more like what you should expect from Jared Goff going forward. He was terrible, and they won the game. Yeah, I, I, I think Reynolds is really more of a desperate. He's in that Chris Conley class. It's a desperation play. If you own Matthew Stafford, just ask yourself why, <laughs> and hopefully carry on Johnson back next week. But Blunt was okay. 16 carries, 61 yards. Riddick actually, four straight games with five to seven catches. He only had three catches, but he had uh, eight carries, I think, for 32 yards in this game. So nobody was so good. Um, was anybody good on this in, in this game? Not really, right? Uh, Levine, I would Toy like Lolo. to take credit for, uh, I promised everyone that Bruce Ellington would not average under five <laughs> yards per catch again. <laughs> he, he averaged exactly five yards per catch. So <laughs> yeah. good job, Bruce. It's kind of amazing. Uh, I just want to make sure I'm not missing anything. Stafford scored 11 points. Blunt Riddick had eight for 32 and three for 26. Yeah, it was Levine Toilolo. That was it. Kenny Galladay, a bad game. And you have to wonder if Aqib Tlaib really made that much of a difference. I'm not sure. <laughs> he was on a pitch count. He wasn't even in for a lot of snaps. Uh, Tampa Bay 24 and Carolina 17. So, Cam, do you have any concerns about Cam? You know what's actually kind of interesting? He's gotten certainly gotten away with it. He's been great this year. But the broadcaster was saying, because I don't know if you noticed, the last play of the game was a Hail Mary. Well, the the second to last play of the game was a Cam Newton Hail Mary that fell very short of the goal line. And right. there was an offsides penalty. So they did it he again. He hurt his shoulder. He hurt his shoulder in this game? It has not been announced. And so this is not an official diagnosis. But he was running in the third, maybe early fourth quarter, and dove and reached the ball out and walked away, rolling his shoulder over and reaching for his shoulder. And the fact they didn't have him throw the last Hail Mary and he threw the second to last Hail Mary so short, I'm going to say, yes, he hurt his shoulder. All right. Yeah, because I was going to say that the the announcer, the broadcaster in the game mentioned that he hasn't had the same velocity on his throws this year because of the offseason shoulder injury. So, I don't know. He's made some really ugly throws this year, but he has somehow gutted his way to a great fantasy season. And this was a bad game for him. And at worst, he's going to be 13th in six-point-per-passing touchdown leagues. McCaffrey is on an absolute roll right now, but DJ Moore did not have a catch in the first half. Ends up with four catches for 44 yards on eight targets. Uh, Devin Funches had one catch. It was a touchdown. Curtis Samuel, six for 88. Clearly a disappointment for DJ Moore, Heath. I was very disappointed, and I don't know why they weren't throwing to him early. 
I, I didn't notice if Tampa Bay was rolling two defenders his way, but if not, it's just a failure on either the offensive coordinator's part or Cam Newton's part. He's their best wide receiver, but it's going to be difficult to trust him next week after this type of egg against Tampa Bay. Do you trust Ian Thomas replacing Greg Olson? No. Cameron Brait dropped a touchdown on the opening drive. That's all you yep. needed. It would have been like, see, Carolina can't cover tight ends, but Braid had three catches for 36 yards and a dropped touchdown. Uh, Jameis, Jameis is on a roll, but, dude, he's got New Orleans and at Baltimore in his next two games and then at Dallas. Brutal, brutal finish for Jameis. I will probably start him against New Orleans at home. How about Peyton Barber? I mean, the only thing you can say about him is, like, their offense is good, and he gets 15 or more carries almost every week now. I can't believe they gave him another goal line carry after he fumbled at the goal line the first time, but I'm glad they did. He was terrible today, but he got in the end zone once. Rank the Bucks wide receivers rest of season. Evans, Humphreys, Godwin. Denver 24, Cincinnati 10. Yeah, I think you can probably drop Royce Freeman unless you own Philip Lindsay. What else from this game, man? Mixon, Joe Mixon. Pretty typical 12 carries. I mean, this is what this is what Joe Mixon gets. He gets 12 carries when they're getting crushed. And they're going to be getting crushed a lot. They're awful now. At the Chargers the next week? Yeah. I, I, I mean, he still scored nine points, so he didn't kill you. But I'm not going to be excited about starting him with their current, especially since A.J. Green's probably done for the year. Right. Did Tyler Boyd leave this game? He must have come back. He did at one point, but he finished okay. with six catches for 97 yards. And I he definitely I don't think he had that. No, he I'm pretty sure he came back. I, I think the good Tyler thing Boyd's is okay. I, th- I think he'll stay inside next week against the Chargers, so I don't think he'll get Hayward. No, that game's outdoors. What's that? That game's outdoors. Well, the Cincinnati plays outdoors, so that joke doesn't work. Out. <laughs> I think he will play in the slot, and I don't think Hayward will play in the slot. So I think Boyd will still be a start next week. Okay, uh, John Ross <laughs> might become relevant again. He caught some touchdowns without A.J. Green. Houston 29 and Cleveland 13. Uh, who do you trust more going forward, Baker Mayfield or Deshaun Watson? Watson. I guess. <laughs> but Watson threw 31 passes, and that was like, oh, my gosh, he finally threw a lot of passes, and that's obviously not that many. I feel better the, about the fact that he's running. Like, he only had 30 yards in this game, but he ran it seven times. And so I think that gives him a little more of a floor. Baker was so good, but it was against the stretch of opponents that most everybody would be good against. Yeah, you might you might start him next week against Carolina. Probably but not. But I'd rather start Denver. Watson against Indianapolis, I think. And you might start Mayfield week 16 against Cincinnati. The only thing is, well, at that point we'll be saying... Hey, how does Baker Mayfield do in cold weather? Although I guess we'll know from the uh, Denver game the week before. Uh, Duke Johnson, 86% owned, completely uninvolved. And Njoku, a huge disappointment. That was a total fooled you last week. Fooled you from David Njoku. Three catches, eight yards after five for 63 and a touchdown last week. Yeah, I mean, he, I I don't know that I'm dropping him because we've talked about how terrible, like the top 10 tight ends, we've heard of two of them before. <laughs> so we're not picking any of those guys up. Yeah, and he's got Carolina next week. So right, you're, I mean, you're you're probably going to start him as a low end starter. Um, Demarius Thomas, complete disappointment. That Deshaun went back to his uh, old ways of just 
throwing it a bunch to DeAndre Hopkins over 30% of the targets in this game. Beautiful. We like that, don't we? Oh, it's, it's much better. Yes. Yeah. And Hopkins had seven catches for 91 yards on 12 targets. Jacksonville, six. Indianapolis, zero. Yeah, kick a field goal, Colts. Might have won. They, they passed up three field goals in this game, right? Yeah. And and one of the drives in which they passed up a field goal, they actually made a field goal and got a first down on a Jaguars penalty on the field goal and then got stuffed on fourth down. And let me tell you something, man. I'm officially worried about Marlon Mack. Uh, I just... Naeem Hines, he got a shovel. He got a shovel pass on a fourth down from inside the five. He had nine catches. Mac is completely uninvolved. I know that the matchups haven't been great for Mac recently, except last week. They're not going to be great. What do we got coming up? We got at Houston, home against Dallas, and then the Giants. You're right. I'm not. Uh, I'm not thrilled. He's a flex. T. Y. Hilton came through in PPR. Eight catches, seventy-seven yards. He was not shadowed by Jalen Ramsey. He, he faced Jalen Ramsey, but definitely not shadowed. Um, yeah, all right. We'll just shake it off, right? Bad game for Andrew Luck. I, I don't know what else you could do about it. And, uh, yeah, Carlos Hyde, 13 carries. TJ Yeldon, 8 carries. But Yeldon had 7 catches. He led the team in receiving 49 yards. Baltimore, 26. And Atlanta, 16. Baltimore had the ball for almost 40 minutes, 39 minutes and 39 seconds. Atlanta for 2021. All right, what do you think about Lamar Jackson? How are you feeling about him right now? I thought this was his worst game as a passer. Um, he did miss one series because he was getting checked out for concussion in the locker room, so that hurt his stats a little bit. He had 16 fantasy points, which is pretty terrible. Part of that's the fumble. Part of that's the fact he didn't throw the ball very well. At Kansas City next week, their defense didn't look very good today. I'm probably going to view him as a low-end starter. Jackson actually had three fumbles. He only lost one. So I I truly don't feel like it's a certainty that he starts next week. They've won three in a row, and his teammates all like him. He's probably going to start. Yeah, I, I think like it's not an uncertainty, but I think it's probably going to happen. Put it this way. I don't know that it's the right call. It's better for fantasy. He's better than Flacco for fantasy. But, uh, like, if I'm a Ravens fan, big game, got to win them. Going to Arrowhead, I might want Flacco. They're not going to win this week. <laughs> well, you, you know, the Raiders played it pretty close. Uh, yeah. More on this game. How do you feel about Gus Edwards? I think we. it's kind of like a month ago when Nick Chubb had that one game where he didn't score and we said, you know what? There's the floor for Nick Chubb and we'll take it. That's the way I feel about Gus Edwards. Gus Edwards, unlike Nick Chubb though, is completely uninvolved in the passing game. But yes, I totally get what you're saying. I was disappointed. I thought if you told me Gus Edwards was getting 21 carries against the Falcons, I would have thought 120 yards and a touchdown. That's how bad the Falcons are. Maybe Deion Jones made a difference in this game. I actually have no idea how much he played. We'd have to look that up. But, um, that was disappointing. And how? Like, what do you make of Matt Ryan? He was bad, but the Ravens' defense was really, really good. And he didn't really have a full-strength Julio. I, I don't... At Green Bay next week, he's probably going to be a low-end starter. I think I'll probably, in six-point per pass touchdown leagues, I'll have him ahead of Lamar. And in four-point, I'll have him behind. Miami 21, Buffalo 17. Are you done with the Sean McCoy? 
Yes. Even with the Jets next week? Yes. Are you interested in any Dolphins wide receiver? Who do they play next week? The Dolphins play the Patriots, and then at Minnesota, and then Jacksonville. <laughs> Those are not great matchups, dun, so dun, I'm going to go dun. ahead and say no. Yeah, the Dolphins, speak of done, 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 the Dolphins are done, done, done. They're losing their next three games. Oh, actually, they could be Jacksonville. They could be Jacksonville. Are, are they back in a, they're still a game back of Baltimore, right? I mean, if you look at, at their schedule, Patriots, Vikings, Jaguars, Bills, they could go two and two, which would get them to what, eight and eight? Yeah. Very Adam Gase season. Yeah. Kenyon Drake was started in 44% of leagues. He had seven carries for 31 yards. He had two catches for 13 yards and a touchdown. Yeah. Those guys got pretty lucky. Yeah. I was going to start him over Marlon Mack. I should have, and I didn't, and I should have. Arizona 20, Green Bay 17. Like, What's your faith in Aaron Rodgers at this point with Atlanta coming to town next week? I'm probably going to start him against Atlanta, but I'm not going to rank him as high as I did this week. This was uh, it was a bad weather game, and he didn't play as well as he could have. What was the time of possession on this game? Do you have that? It must have been fairly close because I I only mark it down when it's more than 33 minutes for one team. I did not feel like he was on the field very much, but then you look and see that he threw 50 passes. Yeah, <laughs> um, 50 that's plenty. Passes. Look, Arizona's got a respectable defense for sure. Pass defense anyway. Atlanta doesn't. But facts are facts. He's just not playing that well this year by his standards and by fantasy standards. So, yeah, I mean, do do you think – how good of a chance is there that Aaron Rodgers just goes off last four weeks of the season? Not very. I, I think there's a good chance he goes off next week at home. At Chicago, I have no interest. At the Jets, it's questionable. He's never been as good on the road. And uh, I, I don't know what this team's offensive game plan is going to be. Are they bringing an offensive coordinator that can actually teach the offense in a week or two more complex plays? <laughs> I doubt it. Well, they're going with an offensive coach, Joe Philbin. Jimmy Graham, yeah, that's exciting. 11 targets and 8 catches. I <laughs> uh, didn't see that coming. He was started in 25% of leagues. Tennessee 26, Jets 22. Jets had the ball for 33 minutes and 22 seconds. Titans for less than 27 minutes. Uh, Isaiah Crowell, he had a nice game. 21 carries for 98 yards. Elijah McGuire only had six carries. How about Crowell at Buffalo next week, dude? I don't really like that matchup at Buffalo at all. So I'll probably have him ranked where I've had him lately, which will be somewhere in the 30s. So here are Crowell's carries in his last four games. With McGuire back. 13, 7, 6, and 21. So, of course he did. Of course he did. And that's annoying. And that's another guy which, like, I don't think, I don't fear Isaiah Crowell in the fantasy postseason, like, playing against him. You know, if you have Isaiah Crowell and you start him, good luck. So, even though he's coming off a good game, I don't think dropping him is out of the question. I guess the only, the only way that would really backfire is if they said, all right, we gave McGuire his chance. We're done with that. Now we're going to make Crowell a bell cow. Right. Maybe it's worth looking one more week to see if that happens. Uh, Derrick Henry is 73% owned, Heath. He had 10 carries, 40 yards, and a touchdown. Your interest level? In non-PPR, it's actually pretty high. It's not a very good matchup next week against Jacksonville, but I think he could finish strong the two weeks after that. Those games would be against... The Giants, the Giants and the Redskins. 
So what do you think about the wide receivers real quick? Corey Davis, Taewon Taylor, Tajay Sharp. It was a disappointing effort from Corey Davis, but he got the touchdown at the very end of the game and saved his day. It was one of the few bright spots of the day. <laughs> um, I, I still am going to view him as a low-end number two wide receiver. Uh, Kansas City 40, Oakland 33. How about Doug Martin? What do you think about him? He's also 73% owned, same as Derrick Henry. 18 carries, 61 yards, a touchdown, two catches, and a fumble. In fact, Doug Martin, Jalen Richard, and uh, DeAndre Washington all fumbled in this game. If but, it wasn't uh, for the fumble, Doug Martin would have done almost exactly what I expected of him in this game. And I think you can pretty much count on he's going to get somewhere in that 15 range of carries. He's going to average generally between four and five yards per carry, and you're hoping he scores a touchdown. He's a uh, he's a high-end flex. I I kind of think I'd rather start him than I would Marlon Mack. Tyreek Hill was like inches away from having just a monster game, but he ends up with one catch for 13 yards on six targets. He dropped a wide open, I think, 52-yard touchdown. And had another one where he was even more open, and Patrick Mahomes missed him by a yard. Yeah, yeah, so it was close, but you had a bad game from Tyreek Hill. And a great game from Jordy Nelson, and your interest in Jordy Nelson is? Uh, it'd have to be a 14 or 16 team league, but it was good that Derek Carr actually went back to throwing to Jordy Nelson and didn't let Marcel, is it Marcel Aitman, who scored the touchdown for the Raiders in uh-huh. this game. Sure. Uh, I made that up probably. <laughs> Um, I was glad to see Cook back with the targets he had. The tight ends were both phenomenal in this game. Uh, Cook and Kelsey, yeah. 168 yards for Travis Kelsey. Oh, yeah. And that play that was originally scored a touchdown and then overturned on replay. Yeah. That was one of the best plays I've ever seen a tight end make. I, I can't specifically remember like other great tight end plays. Right. But holy cow. Makes the catch. Goes down, gets up, scores, and he got touched while he was on the ground as they reviewed it. But amazing play. Uh, Seattle 43. Also, Jalen Richard is not really getting a lot of catches lately. Um, but he no. did have 95 rushing yards, which was weird. Well, they, I, I've said this for three years, and I still believe it, that he is the most talented running back on their roster. Yeah, I just maybe. wish they'd give him a game of 15 carries, and he'd be a must-start option. All right, Seattle 43, San Francisco 16. Uh, how about Doug Baldwin and Tyler Lockett both making the most of their targets? Baldwin had two catches, 22 yards, and a touchdown. Tyler Lockett had one catch for 52 yards and a touchdown on two targets. I don't have any idea how to make any sense of the Seattle Seahawks, Adam. <laughs> he got two targets. Tyler Lockett, who I like and think is very talented, got two targets and scored 12 PPR fantasy points. Of course he did. Of course he did. <laughs> yeah. Um, I I would be a little bit discouraged if I was a Baldwin or Lockett owner. I'd feel thankful for what I got, but it's not a very good matchup against Minnesota next week. And I think the big storylines here, what is the health of Matt Breida? What is the health of Chris Carson? Yes. How, how interested are we going to be in Jeff Wilson? How interested are we going to be in Rashad Penny, who had seven carries, 65 yards, and a touchdown? I do still think that Penny will share work with Mike Davis if Carson is out. And against a bad matchup in the Vikings, knowing that he's not going to get most of the passing downs work, I think you'll have to really temper expectations for him. Yeah, and Jeff Wilson's got the Broncos next week, so not great either. Patriots 24 and Minnesota 10. Patriots had the ball for just over 33 minutes in this game. 
Uh, Kirk Cousins, Tom Brady, are they fantasy starters for you down the stretch? I'm going to have a hard time starting Cousins at Seattle, and I, I'm probably going to start Brady at Miami. I, Brady's not quite the same guy, but he did throw for 300 yards and averaged almost 10 yards per attempt, and he gets a matchup against the Dolphins, which is a very good one. So I'll probably be okay with him in the first round of the playoffs. I don't think I'll be very comfortable with Cousins. Stefan Diggs was started in 81% of leagues. Uh, you know, a lot of people had to make decisions before we knew if he was going to play or not. Five catches, 49 yards on five targets. I hope you sat him. And Adam Thielen caught a touchdown. He had 10 targets. He had five catches for 28 yards after eight catches for 125 yards and a touchdown against the Packers. But this is now, last four games, I think it's 22 66. 125 and 28 yards for Thielen. Is there anything you can do about it, or do you still have, just have to start him every time? You just start him. Yeah, it, I do think he's coming back to earth a little bit, and I don't. Like it kind of sucks that he's carried you to the playoffs, and now maybe he's run out of gas. But there's nothing you you must. He's a must start. Nothing you can do about it. Thanks for listening, everybody. Feel better, Heath. <laughs> I'm sorry about uh, fantasy football. Me too. Yeah. Well. We'll see you in the playoffs next week, baby. Talk to you later. Nah, 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 nah. Nah. <laughs>